1: Hi, Helen Gone listeners. I was hoping we'd have a longer update for you today. But like with so many cases, investigations that happen in real time aren't like episodic TV where we can always end on a cliffhanger and give the audience closure in the end. Don't get me wrong. Billy Miller's conviction is a huge step in the right direction for getting justice for Rebecca Gould. And if this was a fictional TV show we would be able to cut to the triumphant scene where the investigator puts the cold case file in a box, stamps it, case closed, and slides it onto a shelf. I wish that that's what we were doing. But there are still way too many unanswered questions in this case to give me the feeling that I can move forward. As we said in our last episode, Rebecca's father, Dr. Larry Gould, was supposed to meet with the prosecutor, Eric Hans, on November 30th. We were hoping that some of the questions that we've had about Rebecca's case for so long, questions about timelines and what interviews were initially done, and what people said back then in 2004 versus now, would be answered. Larry's plan was to have that meeting once he had Rebecca's entire case file in his hands. He had asked Eric Hance to get him that case file in 10 to 30 days after the plea agreement with Billy Miller, which would have been by mid-November. But... After Larry emailed him to ask about the file, Eric let Larry know that the prosecutor's office was going to need additional time. The prosecutor's office claimed that this happened because the Arkansas State Police requested that they get the case file back so they could do the redactions themselves. The prosecutor's office agreed to the ASP's request. Eric emailed Larry and said that he had not been aware that Larry needed the entire case file prior to their meeting he offered Larry the option to reschedule the meeting. So Larry said that he would do that. He said he would prefer to wait and reschedule the meeting once he'd had time to go over all of the ASP's documentation of Rebecca's case. We will, of course, keep you posted as to when that meeting takes place. But honestly, I'm not even sure that meeting will happen now because Eric Hance is out of office on December 31st. And then Deputy PA Drew Smith will begin his term as the elected prosecutor on January 1st. So far, Larry says he has not heard anything about whether Drew would be willing to meet with him. So we'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, I've made a Freedom of Information request for Rebecca's case file. Technically, the entire case file should be made public after the redactions are done by the Arkansas State Police. The ASP told the prosecutor's office that this process should take around another two weeks, which, according to my math, means that the case file would be ready around December 19th, right before the holidays. As we've mentioned before, there are so many questions that we have about Billy's confession. I believe the case file could help answer a lot of those. The best way to confirm what happened to Rebecca is to go back to the original interviews with everyone, the ones that were done in 2004, We know this because when we did that with the police statements from Casey's friends, we were able to find out there were major discrepancies and holes in Casey's alibi. There's also a new public information officer at the Arkansas State Police. The current spokesperson for the ASP, Bill Sadler, is set to retire at the end of the year, and Latricia Woodruff is taking over. George Jarrett, who reported on Rebecca's case from the beginning, and others, have been pretty critical of Bill Sadler at times. They say that this was because he did not immediately inform the public about Rebecca being missing. I read an article on Camden News about Bill's life and career, and reading through this profile of Bill Sadler is actually really enlightening. In that article, Bill directly addresses that controversy. Bill told Camden News that in 2006, after 10 years with the ASP, an incident happened that became a critical moment in his career and his life. Police were looking for a fugitive, an 18-year-old named Adam Lee Ledford, who had escaped from a Michigan prison. Police got a tip about Adam's location. Troopers surrounded the suspect. And when this man reached down with his hand, one of the officers thought he might be reaching for a weapon, and they fatally shot and killed him. It was several hours before the troopers realized the man who had been fatally shot was not the escaped fugitive at all. He was a 21-year-old named Joseph Aaron Hamley. He had cerebral palsy and was unarmed. This was a hugely controversial incident in the Arkansas State Police, and they took a lot of criticism. Bill said that this fatal shooting really crystallized in his mind the importance of getting things right before releasing information to the public. And as for what he plans to do next, interestingly, Bill said during his retirement, he plans to take a look at unsolved murders in Little Rock during the 1970s. He says he's not sure what form his investigations will take yet. I actually have met Latricia Woodruff. I met her when I was called into that weird meeting back in 2018 with Mark Hollingsworth in Little Rock at the Arkansas State Police Headquarters. At the time when she asked me why I wanted to file a complaint against Dennis Simons, I told her point blank I thought Dennis was hurting the investigation into Rebecca Gould's murder. I also told her I believed he was actively ignoring evidence. I have no idea what went on behind closed doors after I left that building, but after the podcast aired, pretty soon Dennis Simons was no longer the lead investigator on Rebecca's case. I still haven't heard from Billy Miller since I sent my letter, but I have heard that his wife has been contacting people from the Philippines. Apparently, the story she is telling them about what Billy told her really happened in that trailer when Rebecca was murdered does not match Billy's story to the police. This is the reality of investigations. As we've said so many times before, it becomes a waiting game. I do have one more update, and it concerns Bill Sadler, a producer from 48 Hours who I've been talking to for a long time about Rebecca's case, let me know that she wanted to cover the story. But she said when she contacted Bill Sadler, the first thing that he asked her was, are you talking to Catherine Townsend? He then went on to tell her that if she was talking to me or to Jennifer Buchholz or George Jared, those three specific names that the ASP would not participate in any story about Rebecca's case. The producer told me that for her, this was a huge red flag as a journalist, which it should be. And I challenged the Arkansas State Police to change course with this policy. Because if Bill Sadler means what he says in that article about his retirement, and he's all about honesty, then the Arkansas State Police should not be afraid to face some tough questions. The producer also let me know she had spoken to Mike McNeil, the new lead investigator on Rebecca's case. She said he indicated that he was willing to participate as long as she asked me what he called the hard questions. I'm really hoping that the new public information officer has a similar attitude to Mike McNeil because I am absolutely ready to answer any question that the Arkansas State Police has for me. I want and would expect to be asked hard questions. As I've said before. My only motivation is getting to the truth about what really happened to Rebecca Gould. I'll see what happens there, and I will, of course, keep you posted. I did hear back about my Freedom of Information request. They got back to me and let me know they're going to go ahead and process my request. So I am eagerly waiting for that case file to come back. I would consider that the best Christmas and holiday present ever. And as soon as I have a chance to dive into it, I will report back to you all. Like I said in the first season, we're not stopping until we do our best to answer every question we can to make the gray area clear and to find out what really happened to Rebecca Gould. I'm Katherine Townsend. This is Hell and Gone. Hell and Gone is a production of School of Humans and iHeartMedia. Our producer is Gabby Watts. Executive producers are Virginia Prescott, Brandon Barr, and L.C. Crowley. Music is by Ben Salee. Special thanks to Season 1 producers Taylor Church and James Morrison. School of Humans.